welcome back to the Voiceless Speak Forever podcast, the first ever animal true crime podcast that is narrative driven. I'm your host, Hepburn, and today we're in for a treat. I was lucky enough to get an interview with photographer and animal communicator, Ida Ovidi. She is from the woods of Norway, a big lover of animals, photography, and music, and she loves to combine the three together. Furthermore, she is a bunny mama. She has three buns, Elvis, Emeritus, and Peavy. If you want to know a little bit more about her boys and her work as a photographer, please check out the interview I did with her on VSF's website, www.thevoicelessspeakforever.com, under Advocacy Tales and under Featured Peeps. This interview is about her skills as an animal communicator. So, with all of that said, let's get into it. As an animal communicator, I am someone who is able to communicate with animals through telepathy. This meaning, you talk together through all the senses, sending feeling, thoughts, pictures, and also things as smells, taste, and so on. You show each other things. This can help the animal tell you about things they usually cannot. And it can also help you tell the animal something you have a hard time explaining to them. I can also communicate with animals that have passed and also humans. So it is basically the same as a medium and work in much of the same ways. But I have chosen to specify my work toward animals. I learned about my gift when I was a little kid. I used to tell my friends I could talk to animals and I told them about things animals had said. But even then, I didn't really know if it was the truth. I remember I felt like I made it all up, but at least my friends believed it, and that was cool, even if it was fake. But as I grew older, I didn't think of it like that anymore. I've always had a great understanding of animals, what they need, what makes them afraid, how to act around them. I saw it as understanding them, and just being good with animals. But now I do think I have sort of always connected a bit with animals without really knowing it myself. I took in information, but just thought it was something I thought of myself. When I was 12 years old, I came upon this book written by animal communicator, Amelia Kincaid. It is a book that is about this ability and how to open up to it. The general thought is that everyone does have this ability. It is not a God-given gift to a few people. We all have this telepathy in us. But in our society today, we grow up to learn that this is not true, and we don't listen to it, and we shut it off. This book was meant to help you open it up again. I was then on a webpage with a lot of people with animals. And I basically asked them if anyone would volunteer to try this on their animals. I had not come far in that book at this point, but things turned out very well from the start. If an animal that you have only seen a picture of and have no other information about them, except maybe its name and age, you have no idea about anything in their lives. I said I had no clue if I would be able to, but I needed to test it. And people did recognize their pets fully and all the stuff I told. From this point on, people started wanting me to do this. 
And for a long while, I did it for free. I just wanted to evolve, and I couldn't really believe in myself that I was able to do this. Since then, I have just kept going and have now done this with more than a thousand individuals. Sadly, I don't get to do this as much as I would love to. When I realized I could do this with animals, it was very hard to believe. And still to this day, every time I send a message back to people, I still have this anxiety of everything being just far out and wrong. But it was always my wish to talk to animals. So when this actually happened, when it was clearly proven, it was for me my all-time dream come true. Talking to animals is very nice and clear. Animals are very honest. They tell you the straight truth. But just as us, they can withhold things they don't want to talk about like their past, for instance. Some shout it out because they have been in such need to tell. Others don't want to go into it or think about it. They are also very full of trust, and they always do their best. Animals never trick anyone on purpose, and every animal who has behaved badly or that there is something odd with them, they always have a reason. There is always something leading to it, and that is a lesson I have learned even more through this. And it has also changed how I look at people. People might be real shitty sometimes, but I stop to ask myself, why are they like this? Something must have happened in their life for them to start acting like this. Everyone is who they are because they have been formed by their life experiences. And that is something I really do think is important for us to take with us. Not saying people are excused for whatever they do, but stop to think about why they are the way they are. I have had many very special conversations, some that really have been carved into my heart, such as animals that have been very sick and were about to die. They have actually told me what was wrong. One dog told me that something was very wrong with his liver. The owner and doctors had tried everything and found no answers. Some days after my conversation with him, He died, and it turned out that it was exactly the liver that failed. They know so much about their bodies, more than us. They know what is wrong, where inside them, and what might help. But sometimes it comes too late. I've also talked to animals that have been through far more than they can handle, especially dogs and horses that have been treated very harshly or been mentally put down. They don't have any trust left, and they are destroyed on the inside from what they have been through. The possibility to then help them, to help them express what their problem is, what people can do, and what people should not do, and also to try to tell them what people really mean when they do things to get more confidence for themselves, it's amazing. And the joy when people tell me things change a lot afterwards. That is just above the top. It cannot be described. And that is what really helps me doing this. I can help. And I help in a way that few are able to. One of the most intriguing conversations I've had was during my first years doing this for others. I will never forget it. This was a horse that during the conversation told me he had been hit by a car. He showed me through the whole thing. I felt his fright. I felt him rise on two feet, and I felt the car hit him straight in one side. 
how he got thrown onto the ground, and also the owner. He showed me this so specifically, and the owner was stunned and speechless. This was exactly what had happened, and it was all true. She then told me that after this accident, he had some scars that seemed to still bother him, specifically one that was big. She said she couldn't get close to the scar. She told me that if she was close to it with her hands, the horse would get very frustrated and even start biting her. She didn't dare touch it because he got so angry. She asked if there was anything she could do. He showed me straight away a tube of ointment. He showed me the color of it and was very specific. She had to put this on. The girl was again speechless and said that right after the accident that was now a couple of years back, she had used this exact tube, but she thought it was no use anymore, so she had stopped it a long time ago. But she decided to try it then. And the most amazing thing happened, that when she came with this tube and was going to put it on the scar, he just stood there. He showed no anger like he had done every time. He just stood there and seemed calm and at ease. She started using this, and in the end, the problem was all gone. To me, the experience of something so specific being shown, the fact that the horse knew exactly what to do and that I had the capability to capture this and tell the owner, it will never stop amazing me that this happened or every time something like this does. Communicating with animals and humans are two very different things. First of all, you are inside the animal's mind. Humans do lie. Humans make up stuff, but when you communicate telepathically with animals, if they lie, I sense it. They might be wrong, but they say what they sincerely believe. They're always as honest as possible. They're also not judgy, at least not naturally. They do not judge the way people do. They get afraid, unsure, and broken, but they are not judgy creatures. It is simply not in them. They are not out wanting revenge. They just defend themselves and do what they think they have to. But the communication in itself is a bit different. It goes on thoughts. It is like sending pictures, sounds, smells. And I do believe they don't really talk a language, but all their thoughts do automatically get translated into language in my head. To explain this, if you think of hugging someone, the words, Hugging someone is one thing, but at the same time, you feel the hug. You feel the love of it, the feeling of doing a hug. But we put the word hugging someone on it because that is how we communicate. Animals, they don't need these words. They just send the whole feeling from it. Just like when you think, you do really just feel everything you think. But you put words on it because... That is how we translate feeling to each other. So if I talk to an animal from Brazil, I could still talk to it in my native tongue because they don't talk in written language, but I automatically translate to that. So their communication is senses and you feel everything they tell you in their body. I can feel the pain in their neck if they're showing this to me. Well, with people, we just say the words, and then the other people try to understand it out of their own experiences. 
This ability is something I can turn on and off, and 90% of the time, it is more or less turned off. This meaning, I don't go around talking to my bunnies all the time, or sense every animal I see. If I'm gonna do a conversation, I have to sit down, find some space, and choose to do this. And it is not even always I'm able to open up. So I have to turn it on every time I'm gonna use it, basically. But I do think I, on a general basis, take in a lot of information and feelings from both animals and people that I don't really try to do or know I do, which just is an automatic process that to me feels like something everyone does. But I've come to realize it probably is not. I guess I can more easily tell how someone is feeling without even being close to them. I just know. And seeing an animal, I often know how they feel. I know how I would have to act around it, etc. Without really feeling like I have communication going on, I just pick up on some signals. That to me just feels like I just see it on them, on the outside. But I do think I pick up on things telepathically that most people probably don't do. But animal communication is a learnable skill. Or rather, it seems to be a skill all of us have. Telepathy. But we close and shut it down because we are taught not to trust it. So it is learnable in the sense that you can learn to open it up again. And most of us do also experience telepathy. For example, a lot of people experience telepathy with others we are very close to, but we don't know that it's telepathy. We call it instead a coincidence. Everyday telepathy, for example, can be seen when you buy something from the store without knowing why, but when you come home, someone really needed it. Or have you ever experienced thinking about someone straight before they call you or send you a text? Or you just know someone is not doing well and it turns out they aren't? That is because they reach you by thinking hard about you. But to you, it seems like it was just a coincidence. You just think that you thought about it yourself. There are so many everyday examples of telepathy between people. And that is the same thing with animals. It just gets through at a very minimal place. And then we take it as thought. So yes, I do think most people are able to open up like this, but it is not easy. If you aren't a bit open already, it might take time because you need to trust it to to be able to do it and you need to open your mind. But I have been helping others open it up by guiding them. And some of them even started doing this on their own for others. And I would for sure love to help more people open up as this could help even more people and animals out there. Animals know so much more than us. Like I already told you, animals are much more aware of what is going on inside their body. They can often tell you what is wrong, where in the body, and what needs to be done. And sometimes they can tell things so specifically what exactly to use, like the horse I told you about. They know so much. And they also know a lot about us and about other animals. Sometimes talking to someone's pet is just as much of a therapy session for their owners. The animals see them for what they really are and feel. A lot of people have gotten really put on the spot by the animals in their mental issues. 
and the animals have tried to do their best to help them and tell them things they need to hear. This is just so amazing, and it can be shocking how much animals know and catch from us. So to be an animal communicator is often just to open up so people can also listen to what their pet has to say because the animals often hear a lot of what we are thinking and doing. Animals also have a whole other level of acceptance toward death. Animals often know when their time has come, especially pets that we bring to the doctors to put down. They were actually ready for a very long time. It is more about the people that have to be ready too. Animals do know. They also accept their fate. If it is time for them to die, then they just know it and that that was what was supposed to happen. They accept things on a very different level than us, especially when it regards themselves. Also, they're more open to things, which makes them more open to seeing things most people don't. Like, for example, ghosts. Dead people or animals. Not every animal necessarily does, but pets often see way more than us. And some take this calmly and just think of it as natural. Others do get afraid of it. And others just see that the dead ones do have a mission that they are not able to fulfill. Once, I had a conversation with a dog. The owners just wanted to hear how he was. And there was no mention of anything like this. But the dog did tell me that an old man was in this home. And this old man really wanted to talk to the mom in the house. It was clear he had to be related to her, and the dog thought it might be a grandfather. The dog wanted to do something about it. The man was very nice, he just wanted to talk, but the mom wasn't able to hear, so she would just get a headache whenever he tried to reach out to her. At this point, I wasn't used to talking to people who had passed, but I said to the man that if he wanted to, I could try and talk to him, so he might get to say what he wanted to and also try and help him continue to another place. And he wanted to. And it turned out that it was, in fact, her grandfather, whom she had never got to meet. He had so much to tell her, but he really wanted to tell her that he loved her so much. When this was done, the headaches went away. So, animals are more aware of those who have passed, and some, like this dog, understand why they are there and what their mission is, while others, of course, can get very scared. I've learned so much from animals, so much about life and how to look at others. It has taught me to become a better human being. I have learned a lot about how smart animals are, how much understanding they have, and that they have an intelligence that might not get expressed like a human, but is even deeper and more important. People should strive to get back to the sort of intelligence animals have. It has also taught me a lot about death and the afterlife. I had no idea what I believed before, but seeing what animals have told me over and over, both living animals and dead, and what dead people have told me as well, has given me a clearer picture of what happens after we die, and how people handle it, and that we have some sort of fate and destiny. Yes, we do choose our own destiny, but still, we all have lessons to learn, and some finish earlier than others. Some things are meant to be and some are not, and often, if we listen to our hearts, we know what is right.
Not everything is fair, far from it, but everything has some sort of purpose and it leads us on the path we follow on afterwards. Everything that happens affects the rest of our lives. I hope this interview will allow for all of you to dare to be a little open. Dare to listen to what your stomach feeling tells you. You will not regret it. Dare to listen to your heart when it is not agreeing with what your brain is telling you what is right. Dare to listen to what your inner self feels is right. I'm not going to tell anyone to believe in something they do not. And I do for sure understand that for many, what I do seems silly and impossible. I do also get that people are scared that people who do this are just out there wanting to bluff people and take their money. I would probably have thought this myself without proof, without experience. And many of those who come to me tell me straight out that I don't really believe in this, but I will give it a shot. And they stand aback after being convinced because there is no other way all this information comes to me. But then again, what you make from this is all up to you. But if you listen to the whole thing, I want to say thank you so much. If anyone wants to talk to me about this, about their animals, or just ask questions, you are very welcome to. I have a Facebook profile dedicated to this matter. My name is Ida Ovede F. Lorenzen. So that was the interview I had with Ida. As always, please tell others about this podcast, rate and review, subscribe, and check out VSF's Instagram page, the period VSF period official. Check out Ida's other interview on VSF's website, which I will link. And make sure while you're on there to check out VSF and Osun merch because all profit will be going to a rescue that saves dogs from the meat trade in China. This fundraising is particularly important because the Yulin Festival is happening right now. Thousands of dogs will die. Let's help save some dogs. With that said, this episode is the season finale and I will be back in two months, so mid to late August. Between now and then, please make sure that if you need help, to contact me at vsf.officialpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys in August. Oh, and one more thing. We'll be holding a giveaway soon because the VSF podcast is about to hit a thousand downloads, and I really want to say a thank you to you guys for making it happen. So make sure you do follow VSF's Instagram page because that's where I'm going to be making the announcement and announcing the winner and things like that. So make sure you're following VSF. Until August, toodles!